I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. Hello, hello, good morning, good night, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time of day it is where you are, I hope you are sitting down because we have a good episode for you today. I am sitting down and talking to Casey Saran, who was the co-founder and CEO of a cool ad tech company called Spaceback. And you all, this conversation, we don't just talk about social media displays and CTV and all that stuff. We talk about TikTok and social media and all the other different things in between this conversation was so fun and we go on many tangents but that's what makes it interesting and cool so if you're interested in tiktok social media um at metaverse karaoke this episode is for you so sit back and sit tight and enjoy this episode casey thank you so much for joining us today yeah hey con all right, so we always ask our guests like this first question before we get into all the nitty gritty. So when you hear the term young influential, what does that mean to you? Ooh, um, well, first of all, young to me means uh, uh, below, I don't know. I don't know if I'd put like an age on it, but uh, <laughs> but I'd say, I'd, I'd say um, means, uh, you know, up and up and coming, uh, you know, you know, rise, rising star in a way. And uh, in, influential means doing something worth worth talking about, I think, uh, and, and something that um, probably we expect more people are going to be doing in the future. Whether it's like you know, when, with uh, with with business or or, or 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 with you know something else, uh, just you know, just something that that is uh, is trending. Um, but uh, I didn't put too much thought into that. Um, what what do you th- what, what what does it mean when when you started it, when you first started the name? Um, so <laughs> the name was like kind of art, like, let's just say fell into my lap, <laughs> but, um, I'd say whenever I hear it, kind of like what you said, it just like means somebody who's like creating change. And a lot of times we put a limit on age where we think like, oh, you can only make a difference once you're this age or kids can't do this, or you have to 
kind of like the whole like you have to be at this point to actually like create movement in your community and i feel like nowadays we're seeing like teens start businesses and like 11 year olds starting like sustainability companies so it's kind of just reminds people that you don't have to be like 40 or 50 to create change in your community you can make a difference at any age at any time at any point no matter what the issue is like some people might have like different limits and like different resources but you can still always do something at any age so that's kind of like how i always view it nice well it, it's your show and i'll let you ask the, the questions <laughs> but, but but now i'm just curious who's, who's, the, who's the youngest person you've had on here um I th- so far we've had a 19 year old i think he was the youngest and i want to say he was like just shy of his 19th birthday so he was like 18 19 so i mean when uh, like you know, I would love to have Peppa Pig on here. Um, I don't know. <laughs> like that's, that, <laughs> I'd love to have Peppa Pig, you know, Bluey, a few, you know, speak to the Gen A group. So if I can get Pe- Peppa's agent, if you're listening, like, let's connect. Let's get you. <laughs> let's get you on here. I haven't had a pig yet. So let's get. <laughs> um, anyway, back on track. Um, can you kind of break down like what your current role is um, to explain like who you are like real quick? Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm Casey Saren. I'm the co-founder and CEO at Spaceback. Uh, started the company in 2017. Um, so been been doing this for, for a little over five years now, but I've been in the ad tech space my, my whole career. Actually, since uh, my, my first job out of college, I went to UC Berkeley and I went to the career fair for for all the people who forgot that you need to get a job after college. It was called like the 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 last minute career fair or something like that. And uh, I met met the company Weather Underground, and uh, uh, yeah, I'm still friends with uh, was the recruiter there. Uh, got a guy named Toby, and um, gave me my first first job opportunity it was at the Weather website, and it was optimizing all the ad networks. Um, and it was it was before programmatic even even was a thing. Um, it just just kind of managing the daisy chains of all the ad networks and uh, and it was around that time programmatic was first getting started so i got i got obsessed with programmatic around 2018 2019 like very very early in my career and uh, and started spaceback really as a way of bridging the gap between uh, social media and and display ads and you know kind of leveraging all the stuff i've learned through you know worked work at google and and rubicon project and, and uh, Admel and a bunch of other companies in the space where, you know, it felt like we were building the infrastructure of programmatic, making it, making it better and better. And, you know, audience targeting and measurement, like we kept seeing all these great improvements, but really the creative that we were delivering at the end of the day was pretty similar from, you know, what, what we saw, you know, in 2008, when I first just started my career in ad tech uh, to, to, to now, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of the display ads, you can't really tell a difference uh, uh, where the social experience has evolved so much. Um, so Spaceback is really about helping brands recreate the social media experience uh, in, in more traditional ad units, um, often delivered through programmatic. And, uh, and yeah, we've really gotten there through, through, uh, through having a long line of experience in programmatic and, and wanting to, to fix at the end of the day what, what we thought was you know, the biggest problem in the space is just delivering good experiences to people. And I feel like you touched on it a little bit where you were like uh, about like how the like working on display ads and social media and stuff. And a lot of stuff that I know you're probably using today wasn't even around in 2017. 
So was there like something specific that you studied like at school that kind of helped you still navigate this space since this space is still kind of new? You know, I think the the thing that I was most uh, in, influenced by in school was was really just like the the problem solving nature of of I mean, just just automation. Um, and, and I, I had classes uh, where, like, even even I took a paper airplane class, and and uh, someone someone built a program that would automatically make paper airplane uh, or like try to design like better paper airplanes and. Um, so, so it was, it was more, more things that when I thought were a cool thing, a person wanted to do and, uh, learn that like computers could help people like in, innovate faster. Um, it was, it was more that kind of influence that as soon as I got my first job, I, I was really into automating my job, uh, and, and learning to, you know, how to work with the engineers to do things that I had to do over and over again every day, uh, to, to do those processes, not, not only to like make it so. Um, you know, I didn't have to do those things, but what were the things that, you know, because uh, that we could be so much smarter about because I wasn't doing everything by hand. Um, so I, I think I think my influence have, has come more through that. And that's what uh, kind of has, has led me to be, um, I think, really enjoy working with with engineering teams and, and, and product managers and, uh, and and finding ways to 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 innovate in, in ways that we you know, couldn't really do it if we were, uh, if we were doing everything like the old fashioned way. Wait, but like the paper airplane class, like that's really cool. Cause I still to this day cannot make a paper airplane. So I needed that class. Like I still need that <laughs> class. Cause I cannot, I cannot make a paper airplane. That's really sad. <laughs> um, <but laughs> I got obsessed with, uh, with like building the optimal paper airplane. Um, and then one of those things uh, that we learned in that class too. Um, sorry, sorry to go on a tangent, but uh, it was you could actually build a little wing with ground effect. So not only were we building paper airplanes, but also these little vehicles that you would just push across your desk, and it would float all the way to to the end of your desk, um, and it would almost almost go forever because it was like almost like a hovercraft machine. Um, so we learned how to build like all of those things by hand. Wait, that's, I mean, I have a paper airplane tattoo if that counts. So I'll count that as my perfect paper airplane. But other than that, oh, like, I, yeah, I can't make that. But I think that's so cool that you like <laughs> were mentioning like how different, how you're like working with like the project managers and the engineers. Cause I feel like back, like, I feel like even in the past, like we were very much so like, oh, this is what this person does and that person does. And now we're seeing like how, everything works together. So you're not going to just be in your own little silo, like everybody's department and things like kind of all have to work together. And it's helpful to know that like, Oh, Hey, like this kind of does flood into this group. And this actually does make sense if we're by me, like taking what I've learned over here and like applying it to this over here. And I feel like that's, what's really cool about, I feel like marketing and advertising as a whole nowadays, everybody's like seeing how stuff, how teams can work together that, we don't have to stay siloed in our own little like bubbles. Yep. No, totally. And, and that's like where a lot of the excitement behind Spaceback comes from is, is I think we, when we put, you know, pieces together in our industry, like, you know, here's an example is long before um, actually starting the business, I, I, I would really enjoy retargeting my brother with, uh, with pictures of, I mean, I don't know if you remember the Ryan Gosling memes oh, where it was like, you know, hey, girl, like, <laughs> like you know touch my sweater it's made of boyfriend material and you know stuff stuff like that 
um, it, I, I took a bunch of those memes and uh, and put put them into ad sizes like 300 by 250s and 720 by 90s and was able to retarget my little brother. So just everywhere he would go on the internet, uh, he would he would have Ryan Gosling, you know, giving him word, words of encouragement. And, uh, you know, it was fun. I was just kind of putting together, uh, you know, pieces of the, the industry, you know, an ad server and, uh, you know, audience targeting and, and but really able to assemble them in a way where I was basically hijacking my brother's ad space. And wherever he would go around the, the Internet, he would he would see this meme of, of Ryan Gosling. And uh, and I was able to get, you know, pay pay a tenth of a penny, you know, a dollar CPM, you know, two tenths of a penny for for these transactions that would totally like capture, capture his attention. And, uh, you know, and he was like, what is this? How do you, how are you possibly like, you know, why am I seeing this everywhere I go and places I used to see ads and, and he'd notice them so much more than he noticed ads. So, uh, you know, a lot of our, our, our inspiration comes from just like piecing things together and thinking outside of the box of like, what can we do with, with ad tech? And like, you know, it's such a, such a fascinating industry and infrastructure, um, where we can like, you know, target individuals within, you know, you know, it's so inexpensive to to target an individual with a very precise message. Um, the, I think we're just like scratching the surface of things that we can do with this infrastructure uh, beyond just like delivering, you know, click here, buy now type, you know, type, type ads that we, that you know, people have come to come to ignore for the most part. And I just, I have two, I have two brothers and I love trolling them. So the fact that you, like trolling your brother, like uh, just warms my soul. It's one of my favorite pastimes. I think everybody who has siblings or uh, cousins or whatnot, like, should troll them. It's it's a great way of life. It's very in, it's entertaining, and even as adults, it still brings me great joy trolling them. So <laughs> I endorse. I endorse yeah, all that. Absolutely. I, I can thank uh, I can thank trolling my brother for uh, a lot of a lot of the innovation behind some of our, our products. Actually, no, and that's honestly how I because I what I used to do when I was younger is I used to like uh like do a lot of like computer wizardry. So I would, like change their passwords, like re customize stuff, mess with the HTML code, and like do all that stuff. And then I remember one time I went a little too far and I forgot like the code or something and we had to like go to um what was it called uh geek squad at best buy and like get them to like open it so my brother could get back into the computer that was but you know it got me interested in computer science and you know i i enjoy it like so you know it fueled that passion <laughs> so uh, if you're out there yeah. and you're like is trolling my sibling worth it yes it will fuel your passions people <laughs> Yep, it'll be recording in the end. <laughs> but speaking of advertising, like, was that something you always enjoyed, um, like, growing up? Like, were you one of those people that were, like, a fan of, like, how did this come together? Or how does the ad uh, for this company work or do that? Was that something, like, you were passionate about? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, w- I was always really curious. Um, so, you know, even... Uh, you know, even as a kid, when, when a salesperson would recommend something like, I, I wouldn't even say suspicious, but I'd always be like, Oh, I bet you like that salesperson gets paid for selling, you know, this chair instead of that chair. And would would kind of like ask, you know, ask them like, you know, Hey, like what, how does this work? What does what your commission you know look like? And, and I think with ads, um, yeah, I think being in the industry, it's like, you kind of know how ads get on a screen and, and how convoluted and, and complex it is for, um, for, for an ad to show up from like, you know, a buyer to show up on a publisher's website and, you know, and, and how many players are involved. Um, so, so, 
So I, I wish I knew about, you know, more about how that worked in other industries. Like, you know, the truth is I've spent, I've spent, you know, the past 15 years of my life going really deep in, in ad tech. And I think space back is really born out of, you know, when you go that deep, what are, what are the cool things that you can you know, shake, shake out of it? Um, you know, I, I wish I was, uh, you know, sometimes in, in, uh, you know, in, in other industries where, um, you, you can, you can, Shake, shake other stuff out, but I just, I just don't like, because it's ad tech, uh, I think the fun things we found that kind of came out of trolling my brother and, and, and stuff like that. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just, uh, trolling my soul. Um, <laughs> um, <laughs> rewinding back can like break down for us. Like if I were a business or a brand, like how does space back help us with our ads? Like let's peel the banana back a little bit. So like what, how do you all help brands and like what are, how do you help like formulate the social strategies for like the ads for them? Sure. Um, yeah. So we, uh, we actually don't help with their, their social strategy or their social content or, or their social presence uh, directly. So the, what Spaceback is for is helping them leverage their social presence and, and using that social presence to power digital advertising outside of the walled gardens. Uh, so a good example is is UGG. Um, they're owned by uh, Decker's Brands, uh, and they're one of one of our uh, long longstanding partners um, from from the early days of Spaceback. And um, the way they use our product is when they have posts on social, um, like like Instagram, for example, uh, for for new products or new promotions, uh, they use our platform to turn those posts into uh, display ads, like 300 by 250s, and our platform not only does it um, automate all of the kind of resizing and cropping and arrangement to to really like recreate that social look and feel uh, with but within like you know different real estate within a traditional ad size. Um, it also automatically encodes all of the measurement uh, and all of the the features, all, all of the click through URLs, etc. So that um, we we simply export the ad tag. Uh, so a buyer basically selects what social posts or, or a brand selects which social posts they want to use uh, in in Spaceback. We provide the ad tags that they can then use to execute uh, in in DV360 or the Trade Desk or Media Math or, or whatever um, is the the buying platform or, or DSP that the brand is using. Um, so so yeah, in, in the case of uh, you know a, a partner like like UGG, they're just picking the posts they want to use. Getting the ad tags out of Spaceback uh, and then able to to execute that by, um, however, targeting any media that they they like, um, and and that makes it also really easy to measure like apples to apples comparison of of Spaceback Creative with any other creative that are running, and and um, that's that's really where Spaceback shines. Is not only do we make it you know really quick and easy to turn a social post into a creative. But also to that it performs significantly better than standard banners, and uh, and it's it's really easy to to see that because you're able to target the same media uh, as you're buying with standard banners. Um, so so really, it's it's a way of taking the the social creative and running it in display and and proving that it works works better than traditional ads. It's funny that you brought up Uggs because the chokehold that Uggs had on me in 2006. <laughs> well, you could not tell me that like I did not need that to this. I mean, I still I still want a pair, um, but <laughs> that's another tangent. Um, no, I think what's so cool also is just how I feel. How I feel like the social ads and stuff, and especially the ones I'm getting lately. Like I just got one today. 
um, with Pharrell skincare brand. And my friend and I were just talking about it. And I was like, oh, I thought this company was sold out. And then like, because it was just like right there, I was able to click on it. And I feel like now, nowadays that the they're becoming more, as time goes on, they're becoming more and more, I feel like native where it's not just like some random ad. It's like something that's like, okay, like this is of interest to me. Cause I feel like in the like, like years past, like even within the last few years, you would get like just random ones that made no sense. Like on Facebook, you would get like some random like underwear ad and be like, bro, I didn't even, why is this here? But I feel like now it's like, they're becoming a lot more smarter where it's like companies or brands that you follow or topics that you know, you like where you're like, Oh, like, a new collaboration between Ritz Cracker and Oreo. Okay. This is random, but okay. And you click the post and then next thing you know, like you're on a deep dive. And I feel like we're seeing that they're, especially now with TikTok, how TikTok's kind of like taken some more of those over. They're becoming more and more, they look more and more native where it doesn't seem as invasive as they used to be, which I think is really cool. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think at the end of the day, like people are, you know, the relationship between what, what's, what's an ad and what's content uh, is something that brands like should, should pay attention to. And in, in some cases, I, th- I think we're, what we're learning is that, you know, people prefer content experiences. Um, you know, the, the reason that people flock to social media is uh, you know, y- your stream of content from, from brands and your friends, like, you know, feel, feel you, you follow things that you, you like and you want to see. And, you know, as, as a brand, <clears throat> excuse me, um, you know, if, if a brand posts a lot of things on social media that people don't, you know, that, that just look like ads, um, everyone stops following them. You know, they're, they're, no one wants to follow just a stream of ads. So there's like, there's definitely a relationship that brands have in social media that is aware that, you know, this content needs to add value to, to people. You know, it, it needs to be something that, uh, you know, is not just about them selling products, but is about, you know, some the, the community. And, and I, I think when people in social, like, I mean, the reason things go viral is, you know, people, people like something and they want to share it, you know, it's not to promote the, the brand, but you know, it's, it's because it's adding value to them in some way. So I think that's what space back is really enabling is like, you know, this opportunity that, you know, that have the Super Bowl moment every day, like, you know, on social media that really just used to only exist on, on social can now be part of a brand's presence everywhere else outside of social. And, you know, it, it's already happening outside of Spaceback. Like, uh, you know, I, I send my co-founder um, you know, texts all the time of, of, of examples of just running into social media in unexpected places and, uh, you know, pumping the gas uh, at the gas station. They have a, a screen and a guy comes, you know, I see a TikTok. <laughs> um, and, and it's, you know, it's, it's a, it's an influence. And I have no idea why he's on my gas pump doing, doing a TikTok dance. I, I don't know how we got there. I, I, don't know like you know who, whose idea that was but um but but it's amazing that you know social media is already outgrowing the the walled gardens quite a bit um and, and we're seeing these things in, in all kinds of different screens in different ways other than just just our phones and you know just just brands that, that we're following um so you know it's more about giving brands technology to do that more effectively and um you know and, and how do they like you know encourage these kind of things like you say like these tiktok experiences that you know, feel more like content um, how is that, how do brands like, you know, learn from that, uh, in, in TikTok, but, but also like how, how is that aesthetic going to outgrow the, the walled gardens and something that brands can leverage, uh, you know, everywhere. And I, I think really that's like, I mean, the, the gas station example, you know, it's just, we're just scratching the surface and like figuring out how to do that the right way. And, 
right now it's kind of kind of funny, but I'm I'm sure in uh, you know a couple of years we're going to see a lot more social media on a lot more screens we didn't even think. Of. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for, but you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brain or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. And what's funny <clears throat> that you brought up the gas station ones. I remember when gas station, oh gosh, I'm aging myself. I remember when they first started like kept getting like the display things that would like show like TV clips in between like pumping. And I thought that was like revolutionary. And I feel like now I know for in New York, like I'm a sucker for all these. Like we have some of the like display digital screens on the subway where they'll have like different advertising and different things on there. And it never fails. I'll see an advertisement for like a new show or a clip or like you said, like a tick something. And I'm like, oh, cool. Takes out phone, takes picture of it to be like, oh, let me look this up later. Or if they have a QR code. I'm a suck for that. I will QR code that and be like, yo, I need to know what this is. Like I discovered a, was it a new delivery service? Or I, I don't know. Like I, I am the target audience for those. Like I'll see something on those little displays on the subway or um, we have, we also have them on our elevators on some where they'll have like uh, feeds or they'll show like different whatever. And I'll be like, ah, interesting. And so it's really cool. You said like, we're now, we're now seeing social media implemented in more places. Like you would never think of like an elevator, like an elevator having a little small display screen or you on your subway where you're like, oh, why are you paying attention to that? Like, first of all, you're commuting, like focus on like your phone or something. So I feel like it's so interesting how we're now seeing like things like like social display be implemented in different screens in different places outside of just our mobile phones. Yep. Colin, it's funny you say you're, you're a sucker for QR codes. I've I've wanted to, well, I wonder if any of your listeners have had this experience, like, because this happens to me all the time where uh, I'll I'll see a QR code on my screen. I'll think I want to scan it, but kind of think to myself, like, ah, I probably don't have time. And then I'll, I'll probably waste five seconds thinking about if I have time to scan it or not. <laughs> and then I'll get my phone out and like, you know, maybe stumble through my password because it's doing face ID at the same time or, or something like fumble that, then get my camera open. And then like, I just missed the the QR code because I like just <laughs> did it or 
I did, so I, I've like the past, I think like three or four QR codes I've tried to scan. It's just been like, uh, I, I probably look like I'm just spazzing out, like just trying to like, but, but I've, I've missed them. Um, so are you, are you just like quick draw with your phone, like all the time ready to scan them? So here's the, so here's the 411. So I used to work at Apple. I'm not plugging Apple. I'm not sponsored. Um, but I used to work at Apple and there's like a thing on there where you can, I don't know if you have an iPhone, but if you swipe, swipe down, you can add like the shortcuts to your quick thing. And I have the QR whatever added to my shortcut. So all I do is just like swipe down and I hit the QR whatever and quickly does it. So I don't even have to use my camera. Um, yeah, this is not a sponsor, but yeah, people, if you have an iPhone, just like add the QR thing to your shortcuts when you like swipe up next to your flashlight and all that stuff and you can be on the go quickly. So that's what I do. So I'll just be like, boop, 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 and then like pull up, I'll be like, oh, that's a neat little business. And then pull up my phone and I'm just like, shit, people are like, oh, wow. Like he did that in two seconds. I'm like, people add that to your shortcuts. Also, I have the Shazam thing added to my phone shortcuts because I'm always somewhere and I'll hear a song and be like, oh, what is that tune? And quickly, again, like, add it Shazam right there. Quickly find the song in, like, two seconds. So I am the king of, like, phone shortcuts that are always ready at the forefront. <laughs> oh, man. I I got caught trying to, trying to Shazam someone on a bus one time. Like, they were listening to music on, on their phone from their speaker. And uh, and I kind of liked what they were, they were just kind of, like, jamming to a song. But with the speaker on... So I like thought like man I kind of kind of want to hear what they're figure out what that what song that is opened up my Shazam and like snuck it kind of close to them <laughs> Wait, and, and they caught me they like saw they saw that I was like Shazam in them. <laughs> well, that's so embarrassing. <laughs> it, was, it was so embarrassing, man. This is like in in San Francisco in like 2011 to yeah, it was it was is bad timing. <laughs> No, I, I'm one of those where it's like if I'm on the subway or walking and I see you pull out your phone and if I see you're looking on like Spotify or Apple Music, I'm going to look at your screen because I'm always curious about what people are listening to, especially if it's someone who doesn't look like they listen to that genre. Like I was standing next to this one lady who was looked like the typical like uh, like CEO and she was like listening to something random. It was like It was like 90s pop. It was just like something that I'm just like, wow, I did not know you were a fan of this artist. And so I'm always curious. So if I see you pull out your phone and you're on Spotify or Apple Music, I'm going to look at your phone and I'm going to look through to see like what you're listening to. Because I'm always curious of what people are like listening to. If you have your phone out on Instagram, I'm going to look through your feed with you and I'll quickly act like I'm not, but I am. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like I'm just, I don't know if that's like the marketing interest in me, but I'm always curious of like, what people are interested in and like what people are listening to, watching, doing all that stuff. Yep. Yeah. This guy told me I could have just asked him what he was listening <laughs> to. I, I, I didn't have to Shazam him. <laughs> That's a, I, I can just, I'm just like picturing you with like your like iPhone four, just like trying to hold it up to his like ear, his like earphone. And like trying to get <laughs> oh yeah. Do you remember what the song was? Now I'm curious. Do you remember what it was? Oh no, I don't. I don't remember the song right now. Oh dang! Um, I, I wish I did. Watch it be like the Fox song or like Gangnam Style or something. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like I wonder if I, I wish my Shazam had like a history and I could I could go back and see. I know they used to. I feel like they used to have that feature. Now I'm curious, and I'm gonna like go through mine after this and be like, what was I last searching and looking up? Because I'm always Shazamming songs in random places. Like 
I'll be in the middle of um, a deli and I'll be like, oh, that's a nifty tune. <laughs> Throws phone up, like in the middle of ordering. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now you can just do uh, like, hey, Siri, what song is this? So I think uh, oh. I think a lot, a lot of people have been doing that. Okay. I don't know if it's just me. I'm going down this tangent. It's fine. Um, I don't like talking to my phone in public. I feel so weird. I don't know what it is. I'm in my head. I have anxiety. It's fine. But I will not talk to my... I'm one of those where, like, I can't do it. Like, people are like, hey, Siri, what's with it? Like, Alexa, Alexa, Siri, Google, um, Beyonce, everybody. Like, I'm talking to you only at home. I can't talk to you in public. It's weird. And I, like, I don't know why I care. I threw out morals in 2019 and what people think about me. But I still, like, get self conscious <laughs> about talking to my phone in public. It's just, like, I can't do it. I can't talk to Siri. <laughs> yep. And no Shazamming strangers. <laughs> like, don't do that. Just tap them lightly on the shoulder and be like, are you listening to the new Michelle Branch album? <laughs> it did. Um, I left my train of thought. Um, when you guys are back on our topic, um, um, when you guys are working with, um, with helping, like, what social displays, have you guys found, like, more companies are favoring creating creating them on one platform versus another, or is it kind of? Because I feel like right now there's so many like TikTok is not implementing cool um, content type social displays, and I feel like obviously we have Facebook and Instagram, but I feel like from my conversations with a lot of people recently, a lot of them are like putting most of their investments in like uh, TikTok and like doing it that way. So, are you guys finding that favor where? that's being chosen more over Instagram or yeah for, so we're, we're a global company. Um, so I think a lot of our usage has to do with, um, just what platforms are used like around the world. But, um, so I'd say Instagram and Facebook are still the two platforms that we see being used the most, um, just in terms of like volume of creative being built and kind of makes sense. Cause, um, just cause of, of like volume of posts on, on those platforms. Um, that said for B2B partners, uh, LinkedIn tends to be the, the platform they use the most. And then what's interesting about TikTok is, um, we are seeing probably the most interest, uh, in, with our CTV product, um, with, with TikTok, uh, and, and uh, and being able to, um, cause, cause TikTok is all video. There's no still image content. It's less, less kind of text plus image content plus image and really all about, um, video and, and often often vertical you know video um, it, that that works really well with our CTV experience and a lot of brands like you said are are invested in uh, new video content in TikTok that is unique to TikTok um, like Instagram Reels is a kind of a, a similar similar experience but it feels like when brands are thinking about investing in that type of content um, they are thinking about that as as kind of the the new new investment in, in TikTok video. So that tends to be um, TikTok where for for video where we're seeing for probably the most uh, adoption, especially early adoption of of like you know CTV and, and actually 4K exports. Okay, that's that's really interesting that you brought up Reels because I feel like everybody right now is like, should we put time into that or should we just focus on TikTok? So I've heard I feel like. Everybody's going to be mixed reviews. They're like, oh, I don't know. Like, it's there. But TikTok, especially with TV, I feel like when you're saying that, maybe you think of a lot of shows who were, I'm seeing a lot of the examples like House of Dragon. I feel like it had a huge social display push. 
um, with like TikTok video. I feel like everybody's like really now using that to push their, um, which makes sense obviously because it's global and video. But I'm re- it's really interesting to kind of see the cool and different ways that they're doing it. Where I'll see one, I'll be and I'll think it's an actual TikTok, and I feel like they're people have really mastered making those really look native. Where you're like, oh, I didn't even know this was an ad for the new this new Hulu series or this new whatever, whatever. So I think that's that's really cool. But um, can you break down like what your guys' CTV product does? Like if we were a streamer and coming to you all, like, or a company who's looking to use that type of technology, like what all would that product help us with? Sure. Yeah. I'll give you i I'll give you a high level what it, what it does. And, um, uh, you know, I probably won't go into too much detail, um, you know, because, uh, you know, it, it is still in, in beta. Um, but the the basic basically the way the product works is uh, we take a social video post and we we turn it into uh, something that can be run in a in a CTV like traditional advertising like a fifteen second uh, spot um, that runs in the living room. So the delivery mechanism is you know still still vast, uh, but um, but it, but it just means that it's really optimized for a living room experience instead of intended for uh, like like in stream, um, w- what you would see in like a, a browser typically. Uh, so so it's really really just being able to take a social post uh, or you know a social video post and running that uh, in in a television spot um, in, instead of just just digital video that you might see in your browser. Oh, that's so cool! And I feel like I feel like that's also it. we we always forget about the living room things. Like whenever <laughs> that just reminded me, I'm like whenever I'm thinking of like watching something, I'm like, oh yeah. I do have a TV there because a lot of times we just like gravitate towards our like smart screens, whether it's a phone or a tablet and stuff. And we all forget where it's like, hey, there's there are people that still <laughs> use TVs or use stuff that's not a smaller screen. So we have to still promote. So I feel like a lot of times we often forget that that's a thing. So I'm, I'm glad that you guys have like a product like that that's also reminding people it's like, hey, like, don't forget to create displays and do things also for those like at home and stuff. Cause I, yeah. And, and as, as the barrier for entry, uh, you know, to, to buy television ads comes down, um, right. With, with CTV and, and, you know, these, uh, you know, DSPs being able to access video inventory, um, you know, tele- television, digital television inventory. Um, you, you don't have to have a massive budget to be able to start buying and testing, uh, running television ads. Uh, so what this is, you know, is basically a way that, you know, any, any brand that does have a, a presence on social media can quickly generate and, and test and learn and by running television ads. Um, so, so we think that this is, uh, you know, going to be a big part of, you know, the future experience on, on television is going to become, you know, I, I think more social. Um, we see lots of experiences becoming so social enabled. Uh, in ways, I think I think television is, is part of that, and, and social display is, is inherently, um, you know, go, going to be uh, play a major role when it comes into to, to how how brands can take a presence they already have and and bring it into that new environment. Because uh, and uh, and I, I'm glad you brought up that point about like how social displays and and like at home TVs come together. Because I feel like back then when we started seeing that technology work together, where it'd be something like, okay, use your phone and go to this. We would all like dread it and all hate it <laughs> and be like, ah, oh, another step we have to do. But, but nowadays it's so, ju- it's so ingrained with it. A lot of times like where it doesn't feel like an extra step, it's like, oh yeah, that's normal that we'd have to do the, 
this login here, or we'd have to click here and sign up via that, then connect it to our phone and doing it that way. So, but I just remember like when you said that, it just reminded me, I'm like, oh, when we first started seeing that Netflix, it was such a drag. I'd be like, oh, why are the, all these steps? Like, doesn't make any sense. Like, can we all have it in one spot? Now it's all coming together. And it's like, nope, that makes sense that this is what that can do. And this just an extension of that or whatnot. Yep. Totally. What what uh, social platform do you use the most, Colin? Are you are you a TikToker? Oh gosh, like <laughs> I have so many. First of all, I can't keep up. There's too many platforms coming out. Like I just heard of one called Be Real. I don't know. I've seen people post screenshots, but I don't really know what that is. I'm pretty simple. I mostly just use Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. I and YouTube. And if YouTube counts as a social platforms i watch a lot of youtubers still um but i keep it to those four or five or how many i just listed there's too many other ones coming out so i can't keep up no shade to any of them but it's just like there's i feel like if you're trying to be on every platform and try to market to every platform you're talking to no one and so i feel like it's always important to kind of like hone in and be like okay if i'm a i don't know if i'm like if my uh, product is very like video centric and I show how to's like it makes sense that I'm only on this platform at first I feel like a lot of times we try we hear about a new platform we try to like immediately get on it market it and try to whatever but a lot of times like we need to just like hone in and just like focus on maybe one or two and not spread ourselves too thin and uh, not try to do just a copy paste all of them but like master maybe one or two instead of like spreading ourselves too thin yep how about uh how about the metaverse? Do you spend much time there? Gosh. Um, so <laughs> I don't know much about. I don't know much about it. But um, what is that? The new, the new Oculus World that like uh, Meta has with little like human avatars. First of all, I was obsessed with like Second Life and Sims and all that. So I love the idea of customizing yourself a virtual whatever. So I'm about that life, but I don't know much about it. But it's interesting. <laughs> what about you? Are you a big metaverse personnel? <laughs> uh, I, I wouldn't say I'm a big, well, uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not, I'm not a big metaverse personnel, but um, we did send the, the whole space back team. There, you know, there's about 20 of us. Uh, we all got the meta quest to headset and we've been doing some team meetups uh, in, in horizon workrooms. Um, so we've, we've actually had some, company all hands there uh it's not the most productive player i mean i, mean, I, I feel like you know we're, we're still probably going to get more done on a, on a google meets um than in the in the metaverse but uh our, our team has actually really gotten into playing mini golf together there's a game called called walkabout uh so we someone one of our engineers uh started a, a league so he's a, he's our league commissioner and uh, we're all we play, so we play play mini golf together a lot, um, but that's that's the and I'm not the there, there's a guy on our team uh, named James uh, who who uh, is next next level. Uh, he's the big personnel in the metaverse when it comes to uh, at least low mini golf scores. <laughs> Wait, I love that. That's uh, is there? Can you guys do karaoke in there? Like, what are what other activities can you do in there? Can you do like karaoke, laser tag, like? <laughs> oh, I haven't, I haven't looked in. You know, we mini golf was the first one we started doing, and none of us have like even thought about doing anything else. We're so into mini golf still. So I'll let you know after uh, after we move on from mini golf if we're 
yeah, if, if we're doing karaoke or, or something else, laser tag sounds cool. I'd, yeah, I'd be the chaotic one in the group that's like, hey, I don't know. I would just be doing like the randomest stuff and just like starting karaoke things in there. I don't know. I would be causing chaos. So, yeah, once I figure it out, <laughs> I'm coming into the metaverse and I'm causing chaos and nothing but it. I'm sure I'm sure you'll find new ways to troll your yes. brothers. In there. Oh, gosh. Got to troll. <laughs> Rule number one, always troll your siblings, people. Troll them. <laughs> Yeah, I've I've been trolled in the metaverse uh, a couple times though. Like, and there's uh, um, so yeah, just be aware, Colin. Like, some sometimes uh, so, sometimes you troll, sometimes you get trolled. <laughs> wait, how do you troll the metaverse? Like, what do you wait? What do you do? Like, how does that work? <laughs> oh, I I won't even uh, tell you some of the weird things that have happened to me, and we'll we'll save that for another another episode. We'll save that for the we'll save that for the part two, like after hours episode. <laughs> Yeah, exactly. <laughs> do you have like a favorite yeah. platform? Like, do you have like a favorite social media platform that, aside from you being a metaverse fan, do you have any other like platforms that you particularly like? Uh, I am into TikTok. I, I really do think it's cool uh, how TikTok um, has has thought about creators and enabling brands to get involved with with creators, and um, I, I think has has created their own brand of short form video where you can see a TikTok anywhere else outside of TikTok. And you know, it's a, a TikTok. Like if someone reposts something from TikTok on reels, like it still feels like, like a TikTok. So, um, yeah, I, I think, I think, uh, what, what they're doing is, is pretty cool. Um, but you know, I, I think there's one thing that I've, I've learned with, with, uh, with Spaceback and all of our partners is, um, you know, brands I, I think are, are pretty smart at finding the right uh, communities and right places for, for them to invest. And uh, so, so I definitely think that for, for at least brands um, being on, being on all the platforms or at least being intentional about what platforms they're on make, make sense. And that's really something that, uh, you know, I, I think they're, they find through experimenting uh, and, and doing um, more so than there's like, you know, an obvious right platform for, uh, for, for any, any specific brand. Yeah. And I feel like <clears throat> what you touched on is a really good point. Like, I feel like, it's important whenever you're, whether it's you're creating social displays or like trying to come up with, come to somebody like you all with a concept to kind of like know your audience and know what, what makes sense, what makes the most sense, what, what will work best. So <clears throat> if maybe you're a very like video folks are very visual company, it might make sense to do a video type display on TikTok compared to doing just a static image post on Instagram. So I think it's very important to kind of like, do a check-in and kind of see like what's our content mostly for are we visual are we more information or do we want to like deliver more information on it like kind of like take a step back there because i feel like people hear these buzzwords and like ooh, ooh, i want to do that i want to do that and just quickly want to just start just throwing stuff out there and then get upset when there's like no roi and like nothing like really showing that like if what's working but it's like take a step back and like see like okay does this make sense if we do a social display push on this platform versus this one. Like what makes the most sense for us instead of just, just throwing stuff at the wall. Yep. Totally. And now I'm curious, like who, what is your TikTok feed? I'm always like curious what's like people's, <laughs> what are people's feeds? <laughs> so, I mean, TikTok's crazy how, how it, it just finds entertaining things and, and just keeps giving them to you. But um, I, I'd say like for, for me, the thing that I, I, I mostly see like, you know, or TikTok for me is like actually just makes me happy about humanity. Or it, I just, 
it just like people are so funny and creative and come up with just like so much cool stuff. Uh, so I, I do follow a lot of those like trick shot type things where, you know, it takes someone like, you know, five days to get a ping pong ball to bounce just, just perfectly and, and get in the cup. And, uh, just, just the amount of like effort that, you know, you know, that person spent five days of their life to do something that, you know, in four seconds you swipe through and just be like, cool. Uh, but I, I am like just impressed that, you know, the amount of, amount of, time and energy that people spend, you know, putting into the, like just little, little short form content. So I, uh, that's what I appreciate most about, about TikTok and stuff is like less, less the things that you see on any platform, other platform, more the things that, you know, someone spent a lot of time and energy to create this like little short video for your, you know, 10 seconds of consumption. You can just see, see hundreds of things like that. And, uh, you know, in the time it, you make a sandwich, it's, it's, uh, pretty it's inspirational to me actually <laughs> not that i think about like well like i could make a ping pong trap too but uh but it's just people people pull these things off you can make a sandwich in 10 seconds <laughs> uh, probably, probably. okay yeah i yeah i, I can't it will take me at least okay now i want to time how long it takes for me to make a sandwich and make a tiktok out of it like now you've inspired me <laughs> yeah we we need to race <laughs> like I, I mean, I don't put a lot on my sandwich, so I, I it could be done in ten seconds, but I feel like it won't be done effectively if it's done in ten, maybe fifteen. Maybe yeah. 15. I mean, I th- I feel like for a sandwich, you need some kind of quality threshold too, because yeah. you can <laughs> you can slap anything on there and call it a sandwich, but uh, <laughs> like I'm, I'm thinking, like you want to make sure you pick. Because then you you have to like lay the bread out just so put the meat down, pick the right cheese, um, the right bag of chips. Like it has to, you have to. It's a process. Like you have to have a made up mind before yeah. you get into. It. You can't just go into the kitchen all willy nilly and just start pulling stuff. <laughs> yeah, I don't want no ten second sandwich. <laughs> No, but okay, yeah. So I have no idea what you're talking about for your feed. Mine is mostly independent artists and um, random dance challenges and Taylor Swift theories. So I'm always curious of what's on other people. Sometimes I'm like, is it just me in my little realm? Because like people will be saying like, oh yeah, I follow so and so, they blew up, and I'm like, I have not heard of this human on my platform. Or what is it this thing this person does like? I would just find it interesting how that algorithm is just so specific and it's so niche where you can find other people who like who are part of in the same interests as you or in your same community or realm that I feel like a lot of other platforms weren't able to master this quickly. And I feel like they do such a good job of being like so niche, like the Taylor Swift brand theory, not brand theory, Taylor Swift theory people, like we we are stronger united front, like we're waiting for her credit to be aligned and i just feel, <laughs> i just feel like on platforms like i just feel like it's just so cool to just see the algorithm works and like how they build community and just because i feel like a lot of platforms really like tumblr kind of was able to build a community like that well but i feel like they've really mastered of how to build that community off screen also with a lot of meetups and stuff this is clearly turning into a tiktok episode <laughs> now that i'm like i should know that here myself but I think I just think that's really cool how like brands and stuff can easily use it and then 
create, whether it's a social display or create content and easily reaches the right audience and the right people, which a lot of other brands, whenever they do it yeah. to maybe create a post or a video or a page, and they're trying to find that community and really build it, it takes them a little bit longer. But I've noticed that whenever brands do that on TikTok or stuff, like it's easily able to find like their niche and that people in that page or that video or whatever it is that they've created can easily like garner that attention and get the correct eyes on it. Yep. Totally. Um, so enough about TikTok and to round us, round us out. Um, what advice do you have for anybody or like of what helps make a social, I'm trying to think of like how to break this down, like how to make a social display be more effective. Like if I'm somebody who's coming to you and like, Hey, I want to do this. I want to do this post or I want to do this video post or this static post. Um, I don't, really know which platform works best or like where to start. What advice do you usually like give to people whenever they approach you all about creating a social display that say they're trying to just get the right eyeballs on it? Like, is there any like steps or processes that work best to kind of act like a checklist before you even get to that stage? Yeah. I mean, the, the easiest advice is, uh, you know, reach, reach out to our team and we'll, we'll hold your hand through the, the whole process. Um, because it, it can be it can be pretty specific to you know where the brand's social presence uh, is and um, but but uh, yeah it, it's something that we'll we'll definitely hold the team's hand through. It really depends on uh, how many different you know line items they they want to run and how much you know testing is happening. But at the end of the day, the great thing about social display is it pretty much performs better than standard banner ads. Like you know in any post is going to perform better than standard banners most of the time. Um, so, so there's a lot of optimization that we can do in, in helping cho- choose the right, right post. But I think the, the, you know, low hanging fruit for, for a lot of brands is just try it, you know, pick, pick a post or two and um, it's going to, it's going to work pretty well out of the box and there's a lot of room for, for improvement. But I think we can validate that uh, this works better than standard banners very, very quickly um, with it, without having to, uh, you know, uh, launch, launch every single, uh, you know, post the brand ha- has done. So, um, it's a pretty, pretty easy onboarding process to get started. And then, uh, from there, you know, it's, it's really a matter of, uh, aligning with the brand's social presence and, and, and what their social strategy is. All right. Well, you heard it here first folks. Um, Casey, thank you so much for all these great tips, the chatter and all the in-between. <laughs> yeah. Right on Colin. Looking forward to doing our after hours uh, <laughs> session sometimes. <laughs> Stay tuned, everybody. <laughs> All right, bye. Wow, how great was this episode? If you were like me, you probably took a lot of notes and have a lot of questions and comments. So if you do, feel free to add us at Adweek across Twitter, Instagram all the social medias and we'd love to hear from you all and feel free to give us a rating on apple podcast that always helps us and we can't wait to hear from you all and see you in the next episode so bye everybody thank you for listening to young influentials part of the adweek podcast network and acast creator network this podcast was produced by al manorino executive produced by chris aarons and edited by lane mcgibney at bountwell studios you can listen and subscribe to all Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Hey. 
Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan.